Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Verse 11, and it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven. Now, hail is part of the natural order. We even have hail around here. But what's amazing is God can take special aim, even with natural things, use special timing to accomplish his purposes. And it says, there were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with their sword. God's work was even greater than Israel's work. And when you operate by integrity, when you start honoring your covenants and your word, God's work will be greater than anything you could ever do. But it's only after Israel uh, kept their covenant that God did his thing. Now, I've been married for 25 years. Yeah. Technically. I remember when I walked down the aisle, I saw this beautiful girl shivering underneath the veil. Man, she's beautiful. It's incredible. I walked down the aisle, oh, God. It's awesome. Couldn't wait to get out of the room and just be with her. Too much information. But the fact is, I can't say that was really the day we got married. We got married. I don't know how to say this. I got married when she wouldn't cook the food I wanted her to cook. I got married when she didn't come to bed when I wanted her to come to bed. I got married when she wouldn't do what I asked her to do. You see, before, we were in love. But I wasn't married, married, until I said, baby, this ain't even about you and me. It ain't about what you do, don't do, how you do it. It's about me and my God. I made an oath before my Father in heaven. This This is more about my character than your character. Now, she's a great woman. I just, I don't know how to say this differently. But all of us will have these moments and these points. And what I want to say to you is some of y'all walk down the aisle, but you ain't never got married. You had a ceremony. But the marriage does not begin until it's not about her, not about him, but you and your God. Lord, I I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. 
God, God, if you be for me, Lord, if you work it out, Lord, give me strength. Allow me to, Lord, this is about me loving her, not her loving me. Lord, I'm in covenant with this woman. And Lord, while I was a sinner, you loved me. So you give me an opportunity to love her before she gets everything right, everything. You hear what I'm saying? That's why in communion, I read to you that marriage is a mystery. It represents Christ and his bride. He don't love us because we're perfect. He loves us because we're his. And we belong to him. And it's about his character before his God. You hear me? So, here's the thing. Some of y'all saying, well, I'm going to get divorced. You ain't never been married. You've been hypnotized by the culture and maybe her hips, lips, and fingertips, but you ain't never been married. Marriage is a decision. It's a covenant before the almighty God till death do us part. Boom. That's it. Unless she start running around, dear God, I don't want to say these type things. It's to the end. You see, it's not about what she did. It's about my character. Who I am as a man. Who you are as a woman. Listen, if the guy's beating on you, get the heck out of there. Be cheating on you, you have options. But it's just because y'all can't solve the argument about who, you know, put the cap on the toothpaste and, and what direction the toilet paper should, should, should lie. The issue is not your marriage, it's your character, if that's the case. This is why people don't come to this church. At some point, I decided my job is just to love this woman. And what's amazing is as I loved her, I'm the one who grew. It's amazing how the cooking started tasting better. She's a great cook now. I'm going to stop right here. I don't, know what, I don't know what to say or not say. But honey, we got to get you up here to tell your side sometime. Why are we talking? And I'm going to get back to the text. I know what culture says. Because some of y'all might be mishearing what I'm saying. Say, well, you're saying God will honor my covenant even if it's a wrong covenant. So I can make a wrong covenant and God will honor it. So a man can marry a man and enter into the marriage covenant. A woman can enter into a marriage covenant with another woman. And just like with the Gibeonites, God will honor it. Here's the problem. 
Marriage is a covenant between a man and a woman. Okay, this is not in my notes, but Matthew 19, 3, real quick, and we're going to come back. Can I be your pastor for a moment? Put that up, Matthew 19, 3. The Pharisees came testing him. And they were like, hey, is it lawful for a, a man to divorce his wife for any cause? Thank you. And go to the next verse. And, uh, all right, okay. <laughs> and Jesus answered. He said, have you not read? This is it's almost insulting. Because these are, these are people that read the Bible. It's like y'all can't read. <laughs> have you not read? Who made them at the beginning? Made them male and female. Go to the next verse. Is that what it said? All right. Verse 5. It said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one. Then watch the next verse. And what God has joined together... Let no one put aside. Now, here's the deal. What is it that God has joined together in covenant? Male and female. Two men can have a deep relationship. But it's not a covenant. It might be a friendship with some other stuff going on. It might be meaningful. But it's not a covenant. Before God, here's the deal. People could do, y'all, people do what they want to do. Let people do what they want to do. But if you're going to follow Jesus, and not the television set, not the novels and the radios we're reading and listening to, but if we're going to follow Jesus, in order for a covenant to exist, it has to be a man and woman. You say, why is this a big deal? Because Jesus said, this is a mystery. In fact, go to Ephesians chapter 5. Go real, real quick. 31. And then I, I, I got to get back, and, and we're going we're gonna to try to quit. He said, for, for, for this reason, Ephesians chapter 5 and 31, a man shall leave his father and mother, the same thing Jesus said, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one friend. 32, he goes on and says, this is a great mystery, but I speak it concerning Christ and the what? Church. church. Meaning the marriage relationship represents the church and Christ. So the way I treat her represents Christ and the church. It's not just me and her. It's me, her, and God. And we represent two complementary beings coming together to work things out. God existed in eternity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
distinct personalities in communion with himself. They are the same, but they had to be distinct in order for the union not to be selfish. Oh, God. If I only love people that look like me, what does that say? If I allow myself only to be attracted to people that got the stuff I got, pay attention. When God created everything in Genesis, this is important. Everything began to reproduce out of its kind or after its kind. The, the, the water streamed with fish. The animal kingdom was flourishing. And then he created man. And then he told them, be fruitful and multiply. Before the fall, the only thing God blessed were relationships that had potential to bear fruit. Relationships that had the capacity to beget. God does not bless the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea does not contain life. It's too salty. Why? Because the Dead Sea receives water from the Jordan, but it doesn't take water anyway. And because it's a dead end, oh, Jesus. There's no blessing. In fact, God speaks in a messianic age that he's going to heal the Dead Sea. That it will start at, the, at Ezekiel's ankle, go to the knee, then to the waist. And the Dead Sea would begin to spread and, and it would be healthy and trees would grow. And all the, the point I'm making is we are so impacted by the world that we forgot what God has to say. And to be godly is to be like him. God swears even to his hurt and keeps it. As much as I hurt God, he still loves me. As many times I run from God, ran from God, he still pursues me. Not because I'm great, but because he's great. And if you really know him, you will fight to keep your covenant. You will fight to do your part. I know what the culture says in your all day long. It's about you. It's about what you feel. And I know you don't feel. And feeling, feeling, feeling. <laughs> but how many of you know when Jesus was, was in the wilderness, he felt like eating? But for you and I, he denied his flesh to hear from the Father. And sometimes you can't always do what you feel. If I wasn't willing to grow up in my marriage, we wouldn't still be married. Because sometimes I didn't feel right. I didn't feel she was doing what I wanted to do. I felt hurt by what she might have said. She's perfect. It's all my fault, but this is the only way I could give you the message today. Your marriage 
is a reflection of your relationship with God. It's not your tithing as much. It's, it's not your church tent or how well you sing. It's how well you can love another human being day in, day out. Before they brush the teeth and after. After they put on a little bit of weight. And things start changing and shifting. Say, so I ain't never know it's going to look like that. So make sure you're in the room. Because our love and, and, and my commitment is before God. So let's say there was some accident and she was in a chair. Till death do us part. I'm sorry, I don't even like saying these things. It's so scary to talk like this. Because it, 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 I made a covenant. Man, we got to get back to this. Woman, I said before God, I'm going to love you. So I'm going to love you. It's amazing how they start to act right when we start to act right. When they start knowing this love is unconditional, that you're going to be there by hook or by crook, don't care what happens. Honey, I'm for you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for this man. If I got to walk all night long, eight hours, you hear what I'm saying? Uphill. Baby, I'm going to be there. You know, maybe, maybe you felt duped, but, but, but maybe I felt duped. Maybe, maybe I thought I'd get more. But God, honey, I love you, and I'm staying with you, you know, and, and I'm for, You hear what I'm saying? See, we think romance is Luther. No, romance is, baby, I am with you no matter what happens, no matter what you do. I love you. I love you, baby. I love you. I, lo I ain't going nowhere, honey. Y'all keep taking up my time and I didn't finish my message. A pastor friend of mine told a story. His wife was going to leave him. He's a pastor. Big, big old church, too. And uh, his wife was going to leave him. So she went to the closet, started packing her stuff. You the most selfish man. I'm tired of you. Da -da -da -da. I can't stand you. Da -da -da. I'm out of here. And she was right. <laughs> he admits it. She was right. But he went in the closet and followed her. Pulled out his suitcase, started packing his stuff. Yeah, I'm selfish, I'm stupid, I'm bad. And she's like, where are you going? He said, I'm following you. <laughs> They're still married to this day. So, honey, you leave me. Unless it's illegal, I'm coming after you. Not so easy. Okay. Verse 12, I think, of uh, chapter 10. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in, in, in the day when uh, the Lord delivered up the Amorites for the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon in the, alley, in the, in the valley of uh, Agilon. Again, all of this was done. All of this for a lying covenant partner. All this was done to protect a person in a relationship that Israel shouldn't have had in the first place. You see, God could turn your worst mess into a masterpiece if you just turn to him, trust him, and look to him. I'm, I'm sideways again. You know, my, my dad, when, when, we, when I got married, 
He didn't say a whole lot to me. But he said, you know, boy, we do this for life. That was his only advice. And it was the best advice he ever gave me. And I want to look at you and say, boy and girl, we do this for life. You hear me? 13, I'm almost there. And y'all didn't leave, praise the Lord, thank you. <laughs> I know how to clear a room sometimes. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped. Now we don't know how God did all this, you know, I don't know how. But he, that, that's, you know, if a miracle made sense, it wouldn't be miraculous anymore. It would cease to be miraculous. So, so he somehow... Cause the sun to stop, but keep everything going. I don't know how, but, but God is God. And if he created all this stuff, he knows how to uh, inject himself. Verse 14. And there had been no day like it, that before it or after it, where the Lord heeded the voice of a man. God caused the sun and the moon to stand still for a man who chose to honor his commitment even when it hurt. And it says, for the Lord fought for Israel, that man and that people, and the Lord will fight for you, not because you're so perfect, but because he is. Your relationship with our covenant-keeping God is the most valuable relationship you can ever have. He will never let go, even though we might. And the question today, is there anyone in the room that wants to be like him? Is there anyone that really wants Christ to be formed in them? If you're married, begin there. Another message, we could do it on singleness. If you're single, there's a place to start there. But in all your relationships, model this Jesus who swore to his own heart, hurt. I love these people. I'm for these people. And he was on the cross. He didn't change his mind, saying, this is too much. It hurts too bad. Oh, that nail. Now, listen, you know, when I was singing songs about it, I, I felt one way. But now, that nail, oh, that hit my median nerve. Hey, right, now they're making fun of me. Now nobody loves me. People making fun, you know, wagging their heads. and No. When push came to shove, he hung there for hours and hours. All because of his commitment to you. And I hope you got something out of today's message. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. Messages like today are why everyone needs a pastor. You need a church. Not just a motivational speech. But we got to learn how to live this thing for Christ. Live honorable lives. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.